Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome in Hawks fans, your boy Bryce Lewis back at it again for another Believe in Hawks podcast. Hawks coming off a victory tonight over the Oklahoma City Thunder. 141 to 138. We're going to talk about it all here on the pod. Also talk about the Hawks' other win this week over the Suns that they got as well. So we're going to break it out all down to the Believe in Hawks podcast. If it's the first time listening to the pod, don't forget to subscribe and like the video. If you're watching this on YouTube, if you're listening to audio, don't forget to leave a rating or a review on the pod as well so we can push it up the charts, get more people knowing and aware of Believe in Hawks, and we can bring all Atlanta Hawks fans here to talk about our favorite team as their season continues. But like I said, tonight they got a big win over the Oklahoma City Thunder. The end of the game, still of an issue, which I'll get into in this game. But at the end of the day, we got some pretty strong performances from multiple guys tonight that was very much needed in a game like this. The Hawks needed this game to just be able to have a win over a quality team. Oklahoma City is second in the Western Conference right now behind the Minnesota Timberwolves. So, you know, this has been a team so far at this point in the season has been one of the elites in the West. And Hawks played them once in Oklahoma City. All could have won that game but lost it. Now they've at least going to finish the season series 1-1 between the two teams. So very good performance tonight uh, from a lot of guys in the game. But like I said, from a team perspective, just on the court, there's still some things that need to be fixed. And there's some things that still need to be worked out in the process as well. So like I said, we're going to talk about that right here on the podcast. So, you know, obviously Hawks coming into this game, you know, they um they, they needed this game, clearly. I mean, I mean, pretty much you're in a situation where you need the majority of the games coming up. Uh, Hawks have not been a good home team this year. They were 4-9 coming into this game. They really need to turn that around. I think that's been big. The Hawks have previously in previous years, or so long as I remember, usually unless you know you're having one of those taking years, have been a very good home team. And that has been an Achilles heel for them. They have not been good at home. So they need to kind of start changing it up. I believe 10 out of the next 15 games are going to be at State Farm Arena. So this is a chance for the team to get some home cooking. You're going to be in, you're going to know your ribs, you're in your, your home uh, arena. You know, Hawks fans coming out supporting. You got to now give a product on the court to make fans want to keep coming back to those games and start getting some wins towards the season for this team moving forward. So, like I said, good, good job tonight to get that win that you needed. Uh, Like I said, when you look at the guys tonight, Trey Young, 24 points tonight, 11 assists. you know, he 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 had a pretty good night. Got some free throw line shot a lot, 11 three throws, hit 10. You know, he did what he needed to do tonight. He was actually um he actually only had uh six turnovers tonight, so he needs to cut that down. Uh that also can sometimes be an issue. Somebody actually brought up that sometimes the problem with Trey sometimes and why he maybe creates these turnovers that sometimes maybe feel like they're not needed is sometimes he'll try to make the complex pass, the flashy pass, when the simple pass is there. And sometimes, you know, that does get him in trouble. And I think that's why you saw such a high turnover count and why he usually is one of the league leaders in turnovers, which is like one of the biggest things that if Trey Young can improve something in his game outside of just, you know, shooting or something like that or defense, it's just turnovers, cutting those down to help not give you other team more possessions to potentially get out into a fast break situation. Capel was 12 14 tonight, double double tonight from him. DeJounte, first half. I mean, if you, if, okay, let's talk about DeJounte here for a quick second. 
So DeJounte, usually, if you know, if you watch the last few games for the Hawks, a lot of the time they have came out in these games and they have DeJounte starts the game hot. He usually starts it, has like 15, 17 points in the first half. Strong first half for him. And then the second half, he kind of disappears a little bit. Doesn't really do as much in the second half. Has struggled. Now last now last game before this game, he had he had a strong game all around. But you know, there were just games where he would start off really, really well, but it was hard for him to maintain that as the game went on. So in this game, he actually had four points at half, right? So obviously, you, you, some Hawks fans see that. Jonte's a bum. Get him off the team. You know how people are. <laughs> so, you know, because if you have a bad stretch of basketball, people are going to be ready to get ready, especially with the way this the, the, the energy around this team right now. So then Jonte comes back in the second half. It's some big, but I feel like he, he made some big buckets uh, to, you know, really kind of hold on to the lead. Especially when Trey was off the floor in the fourth quarter, I feel like he had two buckets in a row that were really big. Uh, finished the game at 22, so he scored 18 in the second half. So that's what you want to see from a guy like him, give you that offensive production in the second half to help carry the offensive load. As the second half is where a lot of guys like Trey or Bogey or DeJounte, who have hot first half, sometimes will slow down as the second half goes on. Maybe it's from tired legs. Maybe it's just hard. Maybe to consistently keep your shot up the whole game. You know how it is in the league. Guys are attacking you, attacking you differently when you're playing offense, which affects the whole rhythm of the team offensively. Those are all possibilities that could be reason why those the, the players kind of sometimes end up having those issues. But tonight, he was able to kind of reverse the ship, have a strong second half, and I think that was big for the Hawks overall. Bay continues to struggle shooting the basketball, 2-8 from 3 tonight, 3-12 from the field. You know, obviously, you, you would like to see more out of him. It just seems like Bay this year has kind of showed on multiple occasions when he was being able to, when he was able to play off the bench, he seems to play better than when he's with the starters. Maybe because the bench unit just works better for him and the way he wants to play. You think what's the difference? He's playing with every all these guys before. I don't know, but he seems to play better coming off the bench. I know for him, he, you know, I think he'll be big uh, for the Hawks when he gets back to the bench, whenever DeAndre Hunter comes back, as he should be getting reevaluated here pretty soon. So we'll know DeAndre Hunter's status here pretty soon um, in general. But, you know, I think. So I think what well, he, he got injured last, like Jalen came back last week, correct? Yeah, I think Jalen came back last week. Yeah, Jalen came back against the Bulls on December 26th. December, okay, yeah. So, yeah, so like probably after I would say Magic game, maybe we'll hear something. If not, sooner, maybe. Uh, so I think Bay will benefit from going back to the bench and not being in with the starters once Hunter gets back. Or again, like I said, the Hawks make a trade that we're hearing a bunch of rumors of with the Hawks and a lot of those rumors as well. Um, so that is a possibility too. Jalen Johnson, man. Jalen Johnson, man, has had two solid back-to-back games in these wins. Career highs in back-to-back games in these wins as well. So he's clearly been playing some of his best basketball coming back from the injury. Last game, he had 24 points and 13 rebounds and four assists. So that was big for him. This game against Oklahoma City, 
He was more assertive, I think, and aggressive offense, especially in the first half. Obviously, we saw the poster on Chuck Hungram. He'd done it a couple of times in the game. He was attacking the rim, showing the aggression that I want to see from Jalen Johnson, a guy who I've said is could be a star. One of the most viewed YouTube videos is the Jalen Johnson year three X Factor. He is the key. And this is this is the reason why I think from what you saw tonight, why Jalen Johnson is considered one of the key players in the Hawks and why there's a lot of hype behind him going into this season and throughout the season. Now, a lot of people are jumping on the Jalen Johnson bandwagon, so that's very key for him. And like I said, he had 28-7-3 and tonight. Like I said, more aggressive on the floor. Played pretty well. Can't complain about it, especially in the fourth quarter. Also hit some big shots in the fourth quarter as well. I've said that with some of the fourth quarter woes they've had, that they need to run the offense through him a little bit more. And I think that that will help ease some of the pressure offensively and some of the load offensively off guys like Trey and guys like Tejante in the grand scheme of things, just, you know, overall with this team. So it was big to see, you know, him have a solid game night and, you know, continue to, to play well. Like I say, having career high night, and, and doing what he needs to do. And let's get to the bench. Bench bench actually has some interesting numbers tonight. So, Bogey at 23. You know, he's been our most consistent six guy, man. People think he's six man that you're running. We know what Bogey brings to the table. Bogey, 23 points. Kyle Gould, 11 and 7. Decent night for him. He actually had the highest plus minus out of anybody in the team tonight. Oh, yeah, Yuka actually, you know, Yuka, I, I could, is so up and down. There's just some games where he seems invisible, and then there's some games where he could feel his impact. And this was one of those games that I think he really was effective in. So that was big for him. So, one thing I've always complained about is the end of the rotation with the Hawks. I said the end of the rotation sometimes you'll get like three points and they'll play like 20, 30 minutes combined. And you're getting three points from your like eighth and ninth guy. And it's like that just can't happen. You, you need like like they're not having to score 15, but you need something. Well, tonight you got 11. That's eight points. That's different, which may not seem like a lot. But when you th- think about the end of the bench, those six, those seven points add up. It at least it didn't come from like one person. Harrison Matthews played tonight. Had a couple, made a couple of shots. Had an and one. Had a three. Um, you know he was you know Garrison tonight. I mean you know he did fine. Trent Forrest, um, I think, really should get a lot of credit. You know I tweeted it out during the game on my Twitter, Bryce underscore two K. I said that he he he. You know Trent gets a lot of flack for his game because he's not really a gifted offensive player in terms of NBA offensive standards. He's considered a poor offensive player. But at the same time, he is a good perimeter defensive player and probably the best defensive wing that they, like in terms of like guards that they have. And Quinn Snyder did something interesting. that He kind of played him not just as like a point or as a shooting guard. He kind of played him as kind of a three and a four. When Jalen got foul trouble early in this game, 
which was also impressive about what Jalen did tonight. He had foul trouble throughout most of the game and still had the team scoring. Then he brought in Trent Forrest, and I think a lot of people scratched their head. They were like, why, why are we bringing in Trent Forrest? In a game where you're going against such a ball-dominant guard like Shea, you need a guy who you can just put on. And I, and I think, especially with Jalen having his defensive issues with foul trouble, you could put him on. So who could you put on? You could throw DeJounte at him, but, you know, okay, if DeJounte needs to come out the game, well, who can you put on? Trent, I, and, and I think the thing about when Trent Forrest plays this season, and I've kind of gotten this with Quinn, he only uses Trent in specific games. He's not using him in the rotation consistently. He, you know, I feel like when they play certain teams, sometimes Trent Forrest will see some run because of his defense. Tonight, you were able to get six points from him. So that's obviously, he's one of those guys where if you can get points from him, that's a bonus. You know, it's and getting six points from him is, is is actually big for this team. So, seeing that, you know, has been really good and has been big for this team. You know, um, and I think he played well, well today on SGA. I think he 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 made things tough. He was competitive. He was physical with him. You know, he gave he made he gave him tough looks. Which is really all you can ask for from him. Just don't let him get easy baskets. Just don't let him get easy buckets. And I think tonight, obviously, SGA is a certified scorer. He'll get he'll get points. You know, he had 33 tonight. So in no stretch of the imagination did he shut down Shea. But it's like what you want to see is like tough baskets because sometimes though that tough physical play can he'll miss a shot or something in a key situation because of that defense. And that's when those plays sometimes matter a lot. And, and Trent was tasked with that tonight. And I think that was big for him to be able to get a win. I mean, get play play good defense like that and, and just do what they need to do. So really, really happy that he was able to be a really effective player, made good decisions tonight, good perimeter defense, and gave you some points. I mean, that's really all you can ask for. Sometimes, like I always say with some of these players, is like, what is their role? You have to define their role. You have to say, okay, what are you? What do we need from you? What is acceptable from you? Yes, we want every player to be able to drop 30 and shut down people. Yes, but not every player can. Not every roster has those players. Some guys have players on the roster who's like, can you just give me two three threes a game and give me some defense? Can you take some charges? Can you be physical? Can 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 you lead? Can you help communication? It, it seems like such a small thing in the grand scheme, but it's very important. I think Trent fits that role really well for this team, and so you'll see him, you know, and you may see him in this next game. They play the Pacers next, obviously very guard dominant team, so you may see that. Maybe I don't know. Uh, so you know. Yeah, sorry about some tired guys. Um, it's one of those things where I think overall, I think the Hawks are in a good spot when you use Trent Forrest in the way he did. And he didn't play, I feel like, too many minutes. He played 14 minutes tonight. Like I said, him and Garrison Matthews were the, were the, were the eighth and ninth guy, which I think nine rotations probably work better for this team as well. You just need production from the end of the bench for it to work out. So good to see him 
play well tonight overall. But in this game, Hawks, Oklahoma City actually shot better from the field. But Hawks shot over 50%. OKC also shot 50% from three. But the Hawks really were good on the free throw line tonight. 33 attempts, 31 makes, 91% had less turnovers. Won the rebounding battle, 15 offensive rebounds, 49 in total, five blocks in the game as well. Uh, really just did a lot of the small things well and did well and everything like that. But, you know, all right. But, like, you know, I, obviously this is probably pretty, pretty, pretty late into the video to be talking about this. But um, we'll talk about the defensive issues. The Hawks have had, um, and it, it, it was apparent in both the Wizards game and this game. The Hawks, the biggest issue the Hawks have is those fourth quarter defensive woes. Because if you watch the last three minutes of the Oklahoma City game, defense was non-existent. And that's why it became a close game, even when you had a 15-point lead. With 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 like a few minutes left, the lack like J, like Jalen, it was weird because Jalen had five fouls and he wasn't trying to foul out, so he was kind of letting guys get past him. But then other guys were letting letting you know Oklahoma City score quickly because the thing is too is not only were they letting they weren't able to get stops, they were letting Oklahoma City score quickly like fast. So you're having to do much more just to hang on because you're not even able to make them use the entire shot clock. So that is ultimately what has been one of the biggest issues for this team is that when they get to these fourth quarters, if the pressure is on, time is tight. You know, you start getting to that clutch, clutch time, some people call it. It's almost like this team loses focus. See, the thing is, when they're trailing, the Hawks always fight. They keep fighting. They go and fight. That's never usually the problem. They're usually pretty good at fighting. Uh, they're usually pretty good at, you know, competing to the end, right? But when they lead... That's a problem. They get to the last few minutes and then it's like, it's like, it's almost like, you know, we, 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 okay, I'll give you this example. We've all worked jobs, right? We all work a job. I work a job. You work a job, probably. I don't know, or even if you're unemployed, you maybe work a job of your life and you know what I'm saying. Or it's not even just jobs, like school, uh, anything that has a time limit. When you work, you work hard, you know, the first few hours. You work hard in the middle of the day. You know, you know, you, you know, it's a part of the day to help the day go by. And then when you get to the end, you, you kind of start to let off the gas. You kind of start to not. You kind of start to not be as attentive. Attention to detail isn't as strong. Effort isn't as great. You know, just naturally. Because naturally we're human. Naturally, you know, you're, when you're getting to the end of something, you're kind of like, all right, you know, it's, you know, time to wrap this up, whatever, right? So, in saying that, the Hawks do that on the court. They lose focus, attention to detail is gone, or not as great. 
struggle offensively to make shots and they struggle to get stops. And that is ultimately why this team is where they are right now and why there's so many games below 500. Bob Rathburn tonight had, I had a stat that explains a lot. I believe he said in the last eight games the Hawks have played in, the Hawks have had eight double-digit leads. Now, that means this team has had moments in each game where they have been able to get a significant or a decent lead in this league. So what eight games a game ago was... Hold up. Was the Rockets. The Hawks are approximately... Hold on. I'm wrong. Pistons. Pistons. So the Hawks are approximately four and four in those games. Right? Four and four. Wins over Pistons, Houston, Wizards, Thunder. Obviously, the four-game stretch with, with the Kings, Grizzlies, Bulls, and Heat. Had a lead early to fourth or in the third in the Heat. Lost that game. Memphis had a lead. Lost that game. Bulls had a lead. Lost that game. Kings, we know what happened. If the Hawks could just maintain that focus for that last three minutes, they would be a much better team right now. And and, and people have been debating, is it Quinn? Is it the players? Is it is it is it like they're not good enough, or is it personnel in terms of what they have? Now, people have mentioned this before, and I've said this before. The problem the Hawks have in fourth quarters is that some teams in, in don't like to use certain lineups to help because they, this is a really good matchup against a certain team. Hawks don't really have that ability, especially with injuries a lot, especially when Jalen was out, didn't have the ability to use certain things. Now, I think Jalen helps them do a little bit more, and it helps them play a little bit better across the board with what he can do. Uh, but overall, I think the team has to figure out uh, how to play better in those in those situations because you're almost blowing leads, man. If you blew, if you, if listen, if they blew the lead tonight, you know this podcast would have started off way differently. Everybody would have been pissed. Everybody would have been frustrated. Everybody would have wanted somebody traded, fired, something. You know, everybody would want something, right? Hawks, you know, would have. It's just like, dude, like, what is wrong execution? Like, why does this team struggling so much in late game situations? And everything and so on and so forth. So Hawks have to improve that. They they have to just get a sense of urgency in the last three minutes, regardless if you're winning or losing. But especially when you're winning. Because like I said, I get it. It's hard to keep a lead, man. Because teams are kind of getting desperate. You can tell a team gets desperate. They're trying everything they can to get back into the game and get the lead. So you're going to have to have that much more of a level of focus and play smart basketball. Usually teams in those situations play more aggressively, but they also can play more recklessly. So usually smart teams are going to play smartly, take advantage of that aggression, and that's what helps them lead to victories. Hawks have not been able to do that a lot this season, which has been the problem. They have this issue against the Wizards. They've had this issue against the Wizards a couple of times. They have this issue tonight. They've had this issue in other games. If they can fix that, They'll be in a better spot, but they got to fix that. 
And that and that is ultimately, you know, what I think the big issue is is that they don't have that attention to detail in those in those late game situations. And that's why we're always like, oh my God, sigh of relief when they win a game like this. Cause it's like, why did why did this have to get so close? Why did this have to be so difficult? Why did why did all this have to happen for us to get to this point? Why could this game be much more simpler and they could have just carried this game home for a win? So, I mean, that's just something the Hawks have to continue to work on. They have to continue to improve, bro. Listen, maybe that does come with player changes and personnel and trades. Maybe, but they got to fix it to be able to do something. I'll make a quick recap of the Spurs game. Hawks, obviously, good win over the Spurs in that game in particular. Um. Why am I saying the Spurs? The yeah, I'm definitely exhausted. Um, the Wizards. Why am I saying the Spurs? They play the Spurs on MLK Day. Uh, hope I haven't said that multiple times in the pod. That's crazy. Um, but nah, the Wizards for sure. Nah, they beat the Wizards, man. Like, you know, pretty much dominated the game. Like I said, fourth quarter, let the Wizards get back into it. Trey had 40 that game. Dejounte had 32. Big backcourt game. Jalen, 44, career high for him. Bay, 11 and 11. Capella had 11 and 17. Bogey had 12. Only six guys scored the entire game, which is always a concern of mine. They played three other guys, Bruno Fernando, Garrison Matthews, and Patty Mills. Gave them zero points, which is why I've talked about what I've talked about. Can't be getting no production from the back end of your bench, man, if you're trying to win these games. So that's never ideal at all. So kind of sucks, actually. But, you know, good win for them over the Wizards. They're 3-0 in the Wizards against the year. So play one more game against them, and they'll be able to suit them for the season series. So that'll be good. Couple of Just a couple of notes. Kobe Bufkin called up tonight from Skyhawks. Did not play, did not dress tonight. Uh, don't know. Hawks. I mean, Skyhawks play tomorrow in College Park. So I don't know if this is, uh, I mean, I would think you wouldn't call him up for no reason. I think, too, you can play with the Skyhawks and also play on the roster at the same time. So maybe he's playing tomorrow. I don't know. Uh, I know a lot of people want to see him play. He's played really, really well with the Skyhawks this year. He has played some really strong basketball. He has had consecutive 30-point games, playing really good defense, and really just kind of showing that people that, like, yeah, Kobe Bufkin's made some improvements, even through his injuries uh, that he's had throughout most of the season that's kept him out. So I think a lot of Hawks fans are trying to hope that Quinn will give him some run at some point this season because he's given a lot of guys run this season trying to figure out the back end of the bench. And people would love to see Kobe get that opportunity to be able to get a chance to go in there and play and see what he can do. So and he, like I said, he's played really, really well. Um, I liked him coming out of Michigan. Uh, a guy who, you know, expect to be a two-way guy, uh, you know, just has to get a little bit stronger at this level, get his body right. But outside of that, I mean, I, I feel pretty confident about it. And like I said, Skyhawks has played really, really well. Same thing like when Seth got called up. He was playing really, really well at Skyhawks. Uh, and Seth obviously was also available tonight off the ankle injury. He came off the ankle injury that he injured a few games ago. Um, I believe it was the Kings game, I believe, that he got hurt. I could be completely wrong, though. Um, I probably am, but because I obviously don't know anything today. But um, 
Yeah, that yeah, he was not hurt in the Kings game. It was way before that. <laughs> but um, basically, he was he was available tonight, so he's back. So I think I said this on Twitter. I would love to see Quinn go with Lundy and Buffkin as his end of the bench guys in the rotation, just to see what that looks like, just to see how that is viewed. So I hope maybe that's something he'll consider doing. We'll have to see, of course, but uh, you know, I think those two with what they bring to the table could help with the Hawks need. So something to keep an eye on for sure. But like I said, Hawks get a good win tonight. 141 and 130 over Oklahoma City Thunder. Most impressive win in the last couple of months the Hawks have had over, like I said, the second best team in the Western Conference in the Oklahoma City Thunder, man. So go on to the Pacers in a rematch of the highest scoring game we had. Uh, we know what the Pacers, Pacers are hot right now. I think they're on a five, six game winning streak. So they're hot right now coming in. Um, so we got to get ready to play against those boys. Um, you know, it could be an offensive shootout again, probably in a game like that. You know, we're going to Indiana too for that. So we're going to have to, we're going to have to be ready. We have a tough three game stretch coming up, really tough four game stretch coming up. Play Indiana Friday, play Orlando, who's been a surprise team this year, Sunday, then go to Philly, one of the best teams in the Eastern Conference, and then Pacers again before you get the Wizards. So Hawks got a tough four game stretch and we're going to learn a lot about this team over the next four games and, and kind of see if they can get the ship back on track or not. So we're going to see, but like I said, guys, your boy Bryce Lewis. Don't forget to follow me on Bryce, Bryce, Twitter, and Twitter. Don't forget to like and subscribe to the video. Don't forget to leave a rating or review on the podcast. This was your believing Hawks broadcast. See you next time.